Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we have our first interview, and we have Zachary Ryan here to talk about his past, his most recent book, Cutthroat Cheerleader, and also his other books and just being an author in general. We are so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so, so why don't you tell us about yourself? So where are you from, and how old are you, and when did you start, when did you publish your first book? Yeah, so I am 30 years old. I currently live with my husband in Chicago, Illinois. I'm originally from Maryland. Um, moved here to Chicago about seven and a half years ago, um, straight out of college. And then I've been writing. So I wrote, started writing short stories when I was like six. Um, wrote my first novel at 17. And then I self-published my first novel at 20. And then I got signed with Kingston Publishing at uh, 28, so two years ago. It'll be two years ago in March. That is so exciting. That is, I, that is so cool that you started so young and you're, like, living your dream. How many books do you have currently out? So I have uh, 17 books out. Oh, my wow. goodness. I feel like I saw some of them. I didn't know you had 17. I'm, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what ha- for me, I started publishing when I was 20. I'm going to say this as an advice for all future authors. Don't be publishing to publish. Like, don't be trying to pump out books just to publish. When I first started, like, publishing books, it was, I was, t- it was t- 10 years ago. I was 20. I was like, I'm going to be the next best-selling author. Like, and, and I was publishing these novels and they were horrible so i published eight under um my full name zachary ryan linder and then moved to chicago got some life in me had a really came out uh came out as gay had a really terrible uh first sexual experience um and decided to write a book about it and then i changed my name to zachary ryan and then i published four books under uh self-publishing and then i did like the high school queens trilogy and everything since then. That's a long journey, but I feel you probably got a really good like writing experience from living that life. And ten years ago, like me and Marissa are twenty five, and like I feel like we we just kind of came up from college and just like doing this. But you just feel like you've so, you've lived so much life. I also feel like your mid twenties, you kind of fully figure out who you are. I mean, everyone like says your twenties like when you're trying to figure it out. Um, I honestly agree with that. I think, like, that time I was mid-20s, was like, okay, I know who I am. But also, like, when you're fully yourself, especially when I came out, I was more authentic in my writing. And that was where I could enjoy my writing so much. That's a really good story. And it just, I mean, I know you said you don't want to publish so early, but 17 books is a really big accomplishment. And now that you're, like, with a publishing company, like, that's just so huge. Yeah, I've written 56 books. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're killing me. Okay, so you don't know this about me, but I have always wanted to be a writer. I wrote poetry growing up, and then I always start novels, and I never finish them. So I have probably a 1,000 novels that I've started, and I'm like, you know, a hundred pages into, and I just never finish them. So you're killing me right now. <laughs> so I write about four books a year. Like I use that. I take about a month to a month and a half to write a book. Um, my writer's block is the opposite, where if I don't get a book done fast enough, I won't finish it. I'm like, I have too many other ideas. 
I wrote a book called Forgive Me, Father, I Have Sinned. I got like 300 pages into it. And I was like, there's still so many ideas. And I had to put it down. Wow. I can't write this book anymore. Well, that's a good problem to have, to have so many ideas that you can just write so many books. Yeah. I mean, I'm blessed in that way. Like, I just write real fast. But like, my publishing company, I have, like, um, so there's Michelle and CK. They're both also writers. I feel like CK writes, uh, Michelle writes a new book every month. I feel like they're always coming out with new books. I'm like, I don't know how y'all write that fast. <laughs> but I thought I was fast until I joined my publishing company. I was like, y'all are speedy. Yeah. One of our favorite authors is Candy Steiner, and I feel like she's coming out with a new book every couple months. And I don't know. They're all so good. I don't know how she does it. Like, how does she have all these great ideas? Um, which is, sucks for me because, like, it's my dream. But I, I get writer's block or I just can't finish the thought. I don't know. But maybe one day, maybe one day I will publish a book. And like you said, I won't publish crap to start with. <laughs> This, though, to you, like, this is, like, no frills. If you ever need help, honestly, send it to me. I will help you out. My So I'm trying to go back to school in next fall to be a creative writing professor. That's a bigger dream of mine than publishing books. So, like, I always want to help young authors, like, with their stuff. Like, that literally makes me more happy than writing myself. That's so cool. Yeah, so if you ever need help, I will, like, hit me up. You're like, hey, I'm struggling. I will help you. That's what I'm, I'm obsessed with more than writing myself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what did you get your degree in when you went to school? Uh, creative writing. I went to Towson University in uh, Baltimore. Okay, I've Maryland. heard about that. So, I yeah, I got my degree forever ago. I mean, it did. No offense to Towson. It did absolutely nothing with my creative writing. Mm. Like, it did nothing to help me with my creative writing at all. I cannot write short stories to save my life. Like, poetry and short stories, if you write them, I will always respect you. I'm a novelist at heart. And in my degree, it was all short stories and poetry. And I'm like, I can't really do these. So, I mean, my first, my intro to fiction, the one professor actually did help me. He's like, listen... You need to realize that not all characters are fully good or fully evil. They have to be a mix of everything. The character development I did take from college. I can't say everything was a waste. But that was the one thing I took from college. Me and Marissa recently took like an online writing class. I don't really have a desire to be a writer. My grammar is like atrocious. Even like my Instagram posts, like I always message Marissa and like fix my grammar on this. So I just wanted to learn more about writing to be able to like judge it better for when I read. Just because I feel like we are becoming like book critics in a sense. But we didn't even finish the class. I think we were just like, we, it was like our off time of work. So we're like, we're just really tired. We don't want to do this. But did you ever finish it, Marissa? I didn't finish it, but to be fair, we are full-time tax accountants, so I rarely work on my creative dreams because I'm doing people's taxes. <laughs> Bless your soul, because every year April 15th comes around, I'm like, I think I did it. <laughs> it's like our favorite day. It's like our, it's definitely our favorite holiday. It sucks. 
Tuesday. For sure. <laughs> I feel like when people think accounts are so lame, and I feel like we're not lame. We're fun. We we like to read too. <laughs> but that we will it. read your book in our few minutes of spare time. Uh, so that being said, so what is your favorite like book genre, and what's your favorite book? Um. Okay. So I will start classical. My two favorite classic books are Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin and then The Great Gatsby by Fitzgerald. I feel like that's one of everyone's. And then current stuff, I would have to say Fangirl by Rainbow Rodwell. I absolutely adore that book. Um, and then How to how Things Blew Up, Arvin. I forget, I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm not going to try. Um, it just came out uh, the last couple months. And then Anything by John Green. So I really like thankful books. Um, the only thing is a lot of the like coming of age stuff I've read, especially in the LGBT nature, the characters come off so whiny, so needy that I'm like, I can't finish this. Yeah, I like John Green as well. Um, I used to be a big like young adult fan, but I feel like now I'm going so much more like, romance cause as I get older. I really liked your sassiness in your writing. But see that okay, so if we're gonna talk about caddy books, I loved Poor Little Bitch Girl by uh I wanna say Jackie Collins. That for me, like novel wise, other than like the movies that I draw from for the caddies, is hands down my favorite campy bitchy book. I love those type of books. We're I, very sassy. I like it, but I also are um our people from our work follow us, so I feel like I can never review a book like that because <laughs> I've also be like, "What do you read?" <laughs> but um, no, I don't. I like. I really like the sassiness in it. I wish I could be sassier, but I feel like I'm a little wimpy sometimes. But like, I'm like I've currently been binging Pretty Little Liars all winter break, so I it just feel like this was like right out that alley. I loved your um your dedication. It cracked me up. The b- movies that this was based off of. Heathers, Cruel Intentions, Jawbreaker, Mean Girls, like those staple like 80, I mean, uh, 80s, 90s, and early 2000 uh, movies were what created this book. And I wrote a trilogy called High School Queens, and I felt like the gloves were a little still on, and I was like, you know what? I'm all the way with Cutthroat Chiller. I just loved it. I, it's still... Out of all my sassy books I've done, it is my favorite sassy book I've done. So you gave me some favorite books, but like, what's your favorite genre to read? Um, I would honestly say I am the worst at reading. Like, I literally like the. There has, I think, for me, it becoming of age would be my favorite genre. I like lost and confusing people. I like I said, fangirl. I loved who she was. I oh, I know this is gonna sound terrible. I love Twilight just because I liked the first book where Bella was, like, very, like, oh, not a, well, she was a loser, but, like, she was, <laughs> like, an outcast. So I really love those type of books. I the misfits. Love I always love the Misfits in the Yeah, world. there's no shame here because we also love Twilight. <laughs> I love anything with vampires in it. Like, I wish I could become a vampire in my other in my other life, I want to be a vampire. So I love Twilight, but I guess I do like your point where you're like, these people are different and they're like outcast. I I do enjoy that. I enjoy when they're not like part of the the mainstream crowd. I'm trying to think of books that I've read that I've that people are like that, but I haven't read that many books in a while um, that would relate to that. I also love uh, thrillers, like a thr- like James Patterson. I grew up reading him nonstop, and that's 
kind of why I write short chapters is because of him. I'm a big fan of the short chapters. Yeah, I was a big fan of the short chapters also. I try to keep it about a thousand words a chapter. Like around that is where I end it. That's that's smart. Well, and that's why I love, I mean, my publishers were not fans of it. They were like, oh, there's way too many chapters. People are not going to be a fan of it. And then, like, the reviews started coming in. They're like, oh, people actually like that they're quick chapters. Like I said, I loved Harry Potter growing up. Hate the author now, but loved the books. But the one thing I didn't like was they were such long chapters. And I feel like there's a psychology in it where if you, like, okay, I can do one more chapter. I can do one more chapter. And you feel like you accomplished something when you finish one chapter. Um, Like like I said, Harry Potter, it's like 30 30 pages for one chapter. Yeah. You're always like reading one more chapter before bed. You're like, oh, like one more chapter, one more chapter. And your chapter's like, that's fine because it's like probably an extra five minutes. But you cannot say one more chapter in Harry Potter because you'll be up for like two more hours. So I totally agree. Maybe it's just my attention span too. Like I, I like things quick and short. So I'm, I'm a fan of the short chapters. I think I, that's why I was going to say short attention spans. I think that makes it a lot better. I think our generation and the generation below us have very short attention spans. Well, and, they, and that's also um, in journalism. I took journalism in uh, high school, and uh, our uh, eyes, our attention span is like eight seconds. So if you ever watch the news, they always switch after eight seconds because we have short attention spans. What's your writing process normally for a book? And especially cut third trailer, like what was your writing process for it? So when you get an idea, like what do you do? Okay, so the the thank goodness for me, I usually get the inspiration for a new novel when I'm finishing a novel. So, like, right now, so when I did Cutthroat Cheerleader, when I got towards the end of the book, I got inspiration for my new book, Playlist, that I'm about to finish in the next two days. Um, so, what I do is I get an idea. It comes at the most random times. Like, for Cutthroat Cheerleader, I was literally in the shower, and I was, like, washing my hair, and I was like, what? Like, and I knew with High School Queens, I wanted to do another book that was very campy and sassy and, like, kind of goes there. And I was like, what if I killed a cheerleader? What if it was a murder mystery? And then another scene that I loved, uh, Struck by Lightning, Chris Colfer's book, there was, like, a, like it was at his funeral, because he dies in the book, opens up to it, I'm not spoiling anything. And he was at his funeral, I was like, I hate that person like that person I really loved that scene and I was like I want to kind of add that into my book and that's kind of where it like snowballed into it I love that you're just like shampooing your hair and you're like what if I killed a cheerleader <laughs> the inspiration you have to understand my husband puts up with so much because I come up with the randomest things and I'll start spitting, like start saying things to him. He's like, I have no clue what you're saying. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what does he do? He is a bartender. He also um, is huge into music. I cannot date someone who is not an art person. I need someone who like is artsy like me. I could never date another writer because I'd be very competitive with them. Like I tell Marissa crazy ideas, but like about the podcast. So I can't even imagine like talking about book ideas. Like you're probably talking about like a whole nother world all the time. I think my characters are real people. Like I literally like, all right. I, especially for Cutthroat Cheerleader. Do you ever get like, it's a book depression when you're done writing a book? Like do you ever get sad? I never get sad. I just feel like there's more to do. 
like, I'm a little satisfied, but then I'm also feel like I'm incomplete. Like, I feel like there's more to do. It's like, I don't feel like I just finished the finish line. I got you. Like, I know I, I get, in this series, especially, I kind of go into like a little book depression because the characters die with me, but like, they still live in you because you created them. So you can like picture what they're doing <laughs> 10 years from now. But like, I don't know. As a reader, I feel like I never know what happens to them. So I get sad, but that's just, that's just a me thing. <laughs> I also feel like, for me, I'm the writer and the reader. I feel like I'm learning stuff about them and I'm, like, I'm experiencing it with you guys. I know I'm the writer. I, I know like some stuff, but there's some times where like the book will go left turn. I'm like, where are we going? Okay. We're going over here now. So <laughs> I also do that. There are so many times I want to write like sequels to books. Like Cutthroat Chiller, I would love to write a sequel. There's just no sequel to have. Like it's a standalone. Yeah. But I love the characters. I want to see what they do next, but I do feel like that sometimes I forgot what book me and Marissa read and we were like they should have never wrote the second book because this second book was just like ruined the whole the whole first book so I I do get some books like that where you're like I can't but I do do you prefer a series or a standalone book I prefer oh that's a good question I think reading wise I prefer standalones Siri, like writing wise, I love Siri. I love trilogies. I've learned my favorite number is three. I love trilogies. So I think reading wise, I like a good standalone. I'm okay with standalones. Have you ever written more than three in a series? I wrote a five book series 14 years ago. I think 2000, no, 2011 to 2012. I wrote a five book series. Oh, wow. How long did that take you to do that? About a year and a half. Oh, wow. That's a long time. I'm just so amazed by authors. Like, I just, the fact that you can create this world for readers just amazes me beyond I can even express because I just, like, could never do that. And I just think it's so cool. Thank you. Oh, did your husband read your books? Okay. I don't want him to ever read my books ever again. <laughs> so, fun little story. I wrote a book called Letters. It was like when I moved to Chicago. It was when I came out. I um, hooked up with this guy. I thought we were like exploring our sexuality together. After it happened, he said, I regret it. It never happened. It was like soul crushing. So, I wrote a book about it. And at the end of the book, he commits suicide. It's like this beautiful scene. I cried. He was like, I like, whole time he's like i want you to love me and the guy's name was chate uh the the person uh my the uh God, the main character who was based off of me chase was telling brady i love you i want you to love me and he spent the whole book trying to get love from brady and he goes i loved you yesterday i loved you today and i would have loved you tomorrow and he shot himself in the face I cried. Every single person who has read that book has cried. My husband read it, and li- I was like, oh, where are you? He goes, oh, like, uh, he's here to see him after the whole thing. I'm like, oh, my God, you're at that scene. So I'm watching him read it. He literally puts the book down and goes, really? He killed himself? Oh, no. So harsh. <laughs> I was that expecting was- him to, like, cry. Like, I've had people, like, read the book. And call me at three in the morning going, crying, going, oh, my God, is this real? I'm like, no, it's fiction. Husband, stone cold dead face. Like, really? And so your I, husband you, knew the backstory, right? 
he kind of did, but he kind of didn't. I didn't really, like, fully tell him everything. Okay. But especially since we started dating and stuff, he knows everything that happens in my books because I tell him. And he's like, I don't really need to read your books. I know what happens. <laughs> okay, so after you finish writing, you so how long does it take you to write your books? You say and you say it happens really fast, but like define fast. So it takes me about a month to a month and a half to write a book. So I try to my books are average about sixty chapters, and I try to write a chapter or two a day. So it can get it done in a month, but sometimes I get really lazy. Like the book playlist that I'm finishing up, like I said, in two days. I wrote it in three weeks. So sometimes it could be super short or it could be about a month and a half. But like I said, arranged about a month to a month and a half. Okay, but you are, you said you're a manager or general manager or something at a sports bar? Yeah, so it takes me about 20 to 30 minutes to write a chapter. Oh my gosh, I don't understand. <laughs> that is amazing. So like if I, so I get to work, I hope my boss is not listen to this podcast um so i get to work uh we open at 11 get there about 10 o'clock when we're supposed to and i'll sit in a booth and write a chapter and then open we're usually quiet like especially like right now i think during covid i've written a bunch of books because we're open for like curbside i have nothing to do so i'll just sit there and write the whole time and do you ever like wake up in the middle of the night and be like i have to write like you ever get an idea like in your sleep when you just like pop up and just start writing things down I was freaking out that I was not going to be able to finish this chapter before this podcast. So I was, um, so with this new book, um, it's a lot about music. It's like the love story. And then it's also love my love for music. Cause that's where I get a bunch of my inspiration. And it's like one of my favorite songs is Danny Kane, uh, stay with, stay with me. And it, like, I used to like grow up, grow up listening to it and like snow play. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play it. And I was like, Oh my God, I have, this inspiration for this next chapter. So I went home and I was like writing as fast as I could before we had this podcast. <laughs> so it comes up all the time. And I, I used to be like, Oh, I'll write it later. And now like I would say the last five books I've been like, no, when you have that inspiration, you write it right then. And you're probably just like home anyway. So it's like, Oh, I'll just go to my computer real quick. But I also sometimes I'm lazy. I'm like, I don't want to get off my, out of bed. So I'll just write it on my phone. So a lot of chapters I write on my phone. Wow, that is just crazy. I'm just amazed, always. <laughs> um, what about the editing process? Like, do you have an editor? Does your publishing company work with you on that? Or just anyone, like, your husband? you said your husband doesn't really help with that, but do you have someone, like, read your drafts through or anything? So I do have a friend named Erica who has been with me since the High School Queens trilogy. So she's been editing all my books, and then we'll edit it. And my and then there is a woman named Michelle, who is one of the co-people uh, of Kingston Publishing, and she will then edit the books, too. How'd you find your publishing company? So, actually, luck. 100% luck. I wrote High School Queens. Um, it was originally titled Sex Lies to High School Queens. Um, wrote the first one. It came out, did well, and then I used Fiverr, um, and I was looking for someone to write the synopsis for the second book. So Michelle did some uh, consulting on there and I was like, hey, this is the synopsis I was thinking about using. And I was like, this is the second book in the uh, series. And she goes, oh, well, what's the first book about? And I sent it to her and I told her and she goes, well, I have a publishing house and I would love to read your manuscript. So I sent her the first book and she's like, I love this. We'd love to sign you. So I 
Like, it was all luck for me how I got signed. That is crazy. Well, that's awesome. And so what was the site you said you were on? Uh, Fiverr. F-I-V-V-E-R. It's like, it's for editors, for if you want to get your audio book done, cover art. They do a lot of stuff. Like, it's like uh, freelance work. How do you like market your books? Uh, is it mostly on Instagram and Amazon, or do you use other platforms to market as well? I I love my publishing company. I am so grateful for being with them, but I feel like there's good things and bad things. It's a small company. It's, I feel like I do most of the marketing work. There are some good things and bad things. Like I would love to do an Amazon ad, and I used to do that for all my self-publishing books. But they control that, so I'm not allowed to do it. But when it comes to book reviewers and bloggers and stuff, it's easier to get someone to review your book because there's a publishing company behind it. Unlike it's self-published, oh, this is probably going to be terrible. Oh, and I, a huge thing of what I do is I harass, harass people like you two, and I'm like, read my book. Instagram is a beast of a tool bloggers and stuff it really is just like a whole world that i had no idea that existed um like this bookstagram world like stories change people's lives all the time and you're and you're doing that like your people are reading your stories and you never know how it's going to affect them so it's just i i'm really amazed by the whole writing process and just the whole books thing like books just amaze me I, i mean that's what i love and that's what music does for me like music changes my life and i want to do that for my writing I actually had it with uh, letters, the book I was telling you guys about earlier. Someone actually tattooed. I have two tattoos dedicated to that book, and someone had the same quotes of that book tattooed on them, and I legit cried in the middle of a bar. Oh, that is so sweet. It was this random guy from, I think he was from Tennessee. We are at a bar in Chicago called Replay, and I started crying, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Did he freak out because, like, it was you? Like, you wrote that quote? Yeah, we, like, talked for, like, two hours, and my friend's like, you're hammered. You should probably not talk to him. <laughs> uh, but he'll probably never forget that. And the, the whole part, the whole being drunk, I feel like this makes it even better, because you're like, well, I just got drunk with, like, this author that I have his quote tattooed on my body. <laughs> okay, so you're, so you're working on your next book. So what is your next book about? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, So it is called Playlist. And it is about this girl named Sarah Beth who falls in love with this guy named Logan. So it's a romance novel, not like a graphic one. And it's also an ode to my love of music. Like I, music always changes my mood. Like it always puts me in like the mood for books. And so each chapter actually has, like it'll be like chapter one. And there'll be like the song connected to that chapter. And what I listen to while writing that chapter. That's so cool. Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I have four chapters left to write of it. I'm so excited about it. Um, so I usually do a caddy novel, then I'll do a serious novel. So I do two different genres, which keeps me going because I used to write for like six years, all straight serious novels. And I was like, I'm done. I'm over this. I need to go back to campy. I try to do one or the other. When we read books, we read like alternatives or like murders and romances because I just feel like it takes a toll on me. And that's, I mean, that was also a thing for me. It's like, I also was going through so much. Like, I was in a relationship I hated, and I was in a home, like, I lived with a roommate I could not stand, and, like, I hated the job I was at, and I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I moved apartments, got into my relationship with my husband, 
And I was like, I'm in a good state of mind. I want to write something very campy. And that's where High School Queens trilogy came from. And then kept going with it. And then that's where Cutthroat came from, too. Of all your books, what is your favorite one that you've written that you're most proud of? I have three right now. I have three that are a tie. And everyone's like, you say that about all your books. I think it's going to be Cutthroat. I really loved it. I loved what I did with it. I loved how far I went with it. I wrote, like I said earlier, a book called Forgive Me, Father, I've Sinned, and it was to make fun of the Catholic Church. I am religious, but there are some parts of it that I'm like, dear Lord. Um, and I added that elements into this book, so I was able to do something that I wanted to do for like seven years. I just love the campiness of it. And then I wrote, um, probably going to be my next book, we'll see, uh, called Camp Afterlife. That was another one of my serious novels. And then my favorite romance would probably be the next book playlist. So a top three. I can't pick one because all three of them symbolize something that I'm so proud of in each of my writing. So do you want to just, like, give us a synopsis of Cutthroat Chilliter? It is a murder mystery. It opens up to a girl who I love with all my heart named Madison Taylor. She is a ghost. She gets murdered before the book starts. And you're trying to figure out who killed her. And the one thing with her, she realizes that her life wasn't as perfect as she thought. She realizes that there's a huge part of don't judge a book by its cover. And everyone, and I love this theme of masks. And everyone played a certain type of mask when it came to Taylor, Madison Taylor. And she played masks to other people. Her learning as it's going through, as she figures out who killed her, that everyone had stories behind those masks. And then there's a new girl named Lana who is going through her own struggles and she's kind of like the new Madison Taylor. I thought it was interesting as she, you were talking about, you know, the people in Madison's life wore masks. And I thought it was interesting as she kind of got to see other people for who they really were, like Mark. And, you know, Mark said some things about her. Like, I marked it up here on, like, in the first 70 pages, Mark said things about her. And she was like, um, excuse me, Mark, you're, like, my best friend. What are you even talking about? And I just thought it was really interesting how you did that, because obviously we think we know people and we think we have a certain relationship, but we kind of all wear a mask depending on who we're with. And this book really uncovered that. Well, and then the one thing that I love about this was the fact of they were all understand. One of my favorite chapters was the Kelsey chapter when she goes to Kelsey's house and she goes, oh, your life is messed up. Mm -hmm. How she's like, oh, wow, I should sympathize with you. And then I I don't want to ruin it, but like there's another chapter where they're in the computer lab. Mm -hmm. That moment was really beautiful for me. Yeah, um, I really love that chapter, but I really did like Mark and even Chad. And I like how both Mark and Chad were like, we still have to play these dolls for Madison. And yeah. she thought she was helping all of them. But then she realized, no, I was actually hurting you because you were stuck in this box. You were stuck being my puppet. Because that also is what hurt her in the end, which to be this strong, independent woman, even though she was girl inside. With my campy books is I consider the balloons or the fluff, like the cattiness. Like, there are some one-liners in this book that I will always love and I will always repeat. Like, the McDonald's quote killed me and yeah. sent me. Um, and then, but I try to ground it with, like, serious moments, especially with each of these characters. And is Madison your favorite character? Because you started off with, like, she's your homegirl. She 
She is my favorite in this book, and she's she's not my favorite character ever. That would be Caleb. I actually have his name tattooed on me. But Madison Taylor is a B-I-T-C-H, and I love every ounce of her. Yeah. <laughs> and the, even the moment, the moment she died, the moment everything happened, she stayed consistent on being that girl. She stays consistent until the end, I got to tell you. Her final quote was everything. I know. <laughs> it was everything. I, mean, I, we can't, I don't think we can give the ending away, but she, let me tell you, she stays Queen Bee from page one until the very end. <laughs> I loved Madison Taylor. I loved everything she was. This is my favorite synopsis that I got to write because I wanted to write it for my, like a bitching person, and I loved it. Do you base any of your characters off, like, real-life people that you meet? Um, no. God, no. Because <laughs> I will always feel like... Like, who is Madison based off of? <laughs> <laughs> it's her own beast. I Madison Taylor might be based off me in the sense of the thoughts of, like, I wish I could be, like, this cruel. I don't like basing characters off of humans that I know because then I feel like I'm holding myself back. I don't want to insult them with characters. Mm. So, no, I do not. I try my hardest not to base people off my books, but I will add nuggets of my own life into every single one of my books, like an Easter egg. But no, Madison Taylor, if I knew someone like Madison Taylor, I would be scared and also, like, want to be her best friend. <laughs> yeah, I think she would scare me, too. But you like, appreciate the bitchiness. Well, I was even thinking, like, for someone like me, who is more of a wallflower and all that, being friends with someone like Madison would be amazing because she does carry you along and protects you. And even though technically you're one of her dolls, she makes you into something amazing. And so like, even though you're not who you are, you are still amazing. So I don't know, like I can appreciate Madison and I would be terrified of her, but I would want to be in her inner circle. It really gave me, like, Pretty Little Liars, like, Allison De Laurentiis vibes, like, because that's what Alice, like, Allison was so manipulative, but she had her, her girls who were her dolls, and she, like, made them who they were, and it really just, like, gave me complete vibes. Also, I'm just, like, completely binging the show right now, so maybe that's why, but <laughs> I, like, the past, like, four days, I've just been watching Pretty Little Liars, but it really gave me vibes, like, as when you say the word dolls, like, it, it's parallel there. Allison did that to all of them. And yeah. she also held their secrets against them, and they also learned, keep your secrets behind closed doors. And that's a huge part. And that was the same thing with Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl did the same thing, where she, like, you gotta keep your secrets behind closed doors. This has been awesome. Um, so do you want to, like, plug your where people can find you at, and where people can find your books? Yeah, um, you guys can find my books on Amazon.com, Zachary Ryan. You can also follow me on Instagram at Zachary Ryan Books. I never use Twitter, but if you want to follow me there, it's Zachary Ryan Book. I don't know why they would not let me add the S. <laughs> I'm usually on Instagram. Hit me up. I will love talking my books. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your writing process and your books. And it was really exciting for us to do our first author interview. Honestly, thank you so much. This is the type of podcast I've always wanted to do. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for letting me do it with you guys. And thank you for sending us those books. We like this is our first time ever getting a copy of a book from an author like ever. And I mean, granted, we started the podcast in July, but like it was such a big monumental moment for us. So, like we felt like we made it. 
And thanks, guys, for listening to our first author interview. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good day.